in three, two, one, action. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the weekday. It's episode 40-something. We're here. Justin's over there. There he is right there. It's awesome to uh, be with you today. Obviously, these uh, Shlomos next to me are not Mike Mage. We're back. Uh, Mike Mage is is on on vacation today. Uh, And if if you are listening to this on Spotify or if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or if you're listening to this on Stitcher or Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your audio files, you obviously did not see me point to my right, camera left. Here to my immediate right is... They still don't know. My name's Austin. Austin Sight, my camera. What Hi. do you do, Austin? <laughs> I'm the digital coordinator here at Bay Hope Church. That's fantastic. Which means I coordinate things digitally. digitally. Yes, Whoa. ones and zeros. He's very good at it. And next to him, all the way to the right, camera left, Spency Buckets. Hello, world. Hello, Mr. Spencer. <laughs> Hello, world. <laughs> so are you, what, the whole webpage thing? Or that's the old yeah, the web thing? The yeah. webpage thing, yeah, that's what I do, the web. And cool. Uh, and then stuff. again, on the wheels of steel, Mr. Justin Deal. Uh, but yeah, Spencer Spencer Buckets over there, Mr. Webmaster Extraordinaire. Uh, he just flew in from college Colorado last night. Yeah. Boy, are his arms tired. Yep. Uh, we got in the dead <laughs> my, for the day. How long were you on vacation? I was on vacation for a week. Where did you go? So I went to Colorado. Colorado. Yes. No, I, so, you, I stalked you on Instagram. Yeah. What did you do outside of things on top of a mountain? So I went, like, <laughs> like peeing <laughs> off yeah, a mountain. Is that what you're saying? Oh, let me, let's climb. <laughs> if we're doing top 10 lists, I'm talking about top 10 peas of all time right there. <laughs> that was, I got to look at a, we can go this yeah, I got a great oh. view. I was inside of a cloud actually while I did it. Wow. Yeah. Did it freeze? Uh, we gotta get no. going. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, a lot of hiking. We went to a lot of cool small towns. Mm. We went whitewater rafting. Nice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Nice, fantastic. And you were out there with family. Yeah, cool. So it was, it was a good fall time. Off the whitewater raft. I did not. It was a pretty oh, tame, cool. pretty tame one. We had a good, good leader. He mm. told dirty jokes in front of my parents. Oh, ooh, yeah, that's uh, fun. <laughs> but he was awesome. Shout out Mudflap. 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 <laughs> that's <laughs> he's the goat. That's something else. Too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going to go that way. Well, we're glad to have you back. Thank you. Uh, Good to be back. You're, you're light a computer, unfortunately. We can talk about that one. Yeah, that's later. Yeah, well, we can talk about that. Probably not until a couple weeks from now. Pending. Uh, yeah, yeah, investigation <laughs> pending. Um, obviously, if you follow the Bay Hope TV family of podcasts, you know that these two guys uh, are very successful in figuring it out. Uh, another podcast and uh, we're going to link them below of course and actually I think this is another the, our second mashup yeah. um, technically yeah, summer's been weird Summer so has been we're, weird. Just, yeah. we're just gonna, we're going to we're just going to do the mashup thing cool it's fine I mean this is like um, what Notorious B.I.G. and Puff Daddy did if you know yeah. I'm, talking I'm, no, about. I'm Notorious B.I.G. by the way we are mm, together okay I was okay. going to say you guys might yeah okay he, spoiler <laughs> alert he doesn't make it <laughs> <laughs> well, in we've the taken end of that movie. He doesn't win. <laughs> oh well. Okay. All right. Um, so, on top of on top of Spency Buckets being back from a worldwide vacation, uh, where he was enveloped in cloud, yep. we have a newly engaged man in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Just- Woo! 
you, pal. Let's go. Hey. Justin. Justin, uh, Justin, if you didn't know, has been dating his girlfriend for like a million years. And <laughs> I don't think it's that long. I don't think it's close to that long. No. Um, but uh, Justin, I wanted you to take it away and I want you to give us uh, all of the salient details about yeah. your engagement. I haven't heard yeah, it yet. Sure. Tell me, Justin. Um, well, uh, let's see. Well, we've been dating since um, I met her back in October. And um, basically, my idea for the engagement was um, I was at first I was thinking like, maybe we should do it like at John Chestnut Park, because it's like a really nice park around here. And also, we go there a lot. And it's like where we went on our first date and all that. So I thought it'd you know, it might be kind of cool to have it there. Um, but I also had an idea for using like string lights and stuff like that. But the park closes at sunset. So oh. kind of difficult to see the string lights um, if we if we do it before sunset. Right. So um, I was uh, looking around at a few different places. There's another park that we go to in Oldsmar um, called Ari Olds, which is also really nice. There's a pier there and stuff. So I was thinking maybe I can do it on a pier. Might be kind of cool. Um, looked it up on the website and the pier's closed for two weeks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> but um, we actually have, like, it's a really nice, like, picnic um, kind of like shelter um, in the middle of a field next to the church here. And um, David, um, who Alonzo. works here, yeah, David Alonzo, Alonzo yeah. he suggested, he's like, you know, like, if you do it, I mean, you know, if you do it there, there would be, you know, you'd have complete control over everything. Um, you wouldn't have to worry about like the timing on like, you know, when you have to pack up or anything like that. Plus there's power, which is actually even more than that they had, than they have at John Chestnut. So mm -hmm. that's kind of cool too. So I ended up doing it there. I hung up, um, I got like 200 feet of string lights. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Love string lights. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay. You, you won't have too many string lights. That's right. Oh, exactly. I'll be exactly. on your back porch when you guys get married. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so party zone. Yeah. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was nice and bright, yep. which was good. Yep. Um, when we were heading over, she almost found the ring a couple times. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean she almost found the ring? <laughs> what do you mean she almost found the ring? What do you mean? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I put the ring. I thought I was like, okay, this is like perfect. I'm putting it in a bag, in a box, in a pocket behind the seats in my car. <laughs> No way she's gonna, you know, ever like come close to finding that. She gets in my car and I had a water bottle that was like too big to fit in my cup holders. And um, the very first thing she says is like, oh, like, you know, where do you want me to put this? I'm just like, oh, you can just put it in the back somewhere. And very, the very first place that she, that she reaches to put it is right where the ring was. <laughs> and she sees that there's something else in that pocket. So she's, she's kind of like looking like, Oh, like, you know, what's, what's in here? Because like, you know, is it something that I can put this on? I don't want to squish it or whatever. I was just like, no, you just, you can just like, you know, put it, don't worry about the, just, you know, <laughs> I'm just trying to distract you, put it, you know, back there somewhere. Um, uh, and then after that, so I had, um, for the engagement, I also had a bunch of roses that I put on the picnic tables and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, I had all the plant food from all the roses 
Um, and I, I'm just, I, w- I was just thinking like, okay, I was kind of running, you know, like I, I was like tight on time on how to do like, you know, having to do everything. Like, do I have enough time to like put this away real quick? Or I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to put it. It's in the passenger side. We're just like in the like, little like pocket there. I'm like, I don't think she's going to look there. I think it'll <laughs> be the fine. That's the first place she looked, yeah. isn't it? Sure enough. Yep. Like, oh my gosh. Yep. <laughs> um, we're like in the parking lot and she's, uh, I just hear her, she goes, what's all this? And I look over and she's holding like six packets of the plant food. <laughs> like, oh, luckily for Easter, we had a, we had a shoot that we did here that had a bunch of, fl- it involved a bunch of flowers. So I was just like, oh, that's just left over from that nice, shoot quick on your feet. that we did at, yep, the, at the church. Bringing lying like, into the marriage already. Oh no. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I mean, she already, cause she already didn't know that I had the ring because I told uh, when we were picking it up, I told the people um, at the jeweler, hey, um, we're coming to pick it up. Uh, but is it possible to tell us that you have to hold on to it for two weeks to, you know, like to polish it or resize it or, or do, you know, any of that? And they went along with that. Perfect. So she didn't even know I had the ring at this point, which um, I think that was like the saving grace because um, she like still through everything. I feel like that was still kind of in the back of her, her mind. Like, Oh, like, is it a proposal? But at the same time, like he doesn't even have the ring yet. So it can't be. Yeah. So that helped a lot. But um, then there is the whole thing with the storm as we're getting closer and closer. I had the photographer texting me um, like, Hey, cause he was hiding behind some bushes until we got there. <laughs> was it, was he in a ghillie he suit? Me, he was like, Hey, uh, it's getting pretty dark. Uh, I see. <laughs> <Gilly> suit. <laughs> I see it's some like a call of duty. Video. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Lightning. Oh, hey, that's the, some thunder. That's the high quality photographer you pay for. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, he did. He did fantastic. He just sent me over um, a couple of the, like previews so um i'm looking forward to seeing the rest oh, but let's go yeah after all that so the rain held off just long enough we got there um i proposed and then like a minute later it started raining oh, um man. it was it was great um she she was fully surprised she was crying i was uh she did say yes Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. There we go. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you were burying the. <laughs> and then she said, "Well, uh, maybe, maybe if oh, you had three hundred um, strings." She said, "This would have been a yes." yes. yes. She said, "Yes." What? Yeah. <laughs> right. Couple of conditions. Yeah. How many? How many string lights are? Um, yeah. She kind of guess that's enough. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can okay, already tell well, this isn't enough. Yeah. Listen, you brought you brought lying in, and she brought compromise. There you so go. That's <laughs> Right there. <laughs> <laughs> Rules for a successful marriage. Justin, we're very proud of you. We're yes. very, very, very proud Let's go, Justin. Everybody on the internet that's watching on YouTube, you. Facebook, and Bayhope TV, do me a favor. And if you are listening, again, throw a congrats into the comments <laughs> of this video or email us or hit us up on our DMs, especially for Justin, who doesn't Aww. ever check his Instagram. Have, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fiance. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, when we are all invited to the wedding, because we're all invited to the wedding, right, Justin? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't very confident. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't even a... No. I, yeah. I'm kidding. Justin goes, yeah. Yeah, 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 a, yeah, yeah a of thing. course. We'll just crash it. Uh, you don't need to pay for us. We'll crash it. Oh, uh, perfect. And, yeah, exactly. Nice. And we'll dance and we'll have a good time. Anyway, oh, yes. uh, we're super stoked for Justin, and I can't wait until um, you guys you. are married. I love love. 
I love love. I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> I love love too. I, I love that you love love. <laughs> and I love that he loves that you love love. This is like a love love section here. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, we do have a topic we wanted to talk about today and we're going to we're going to make we're we're 13 minutes into this podcast when we've gotten into it yet. So we're going to try to trim this a little bit here. Um, today actually so figuring it out again if you weren't with us for four or five episodes ago when these hunyaks were on with us. Uh, that's the third reference I've made to you. <laughs> that's the first. I've never heard that term in my life. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a dad thing. My dad used to say that. Hey, okay, come here, hunyak. Uh, don't know what it means. <laughs> don't know. I think it means like numbskull, I would assume. Along those lines. Yeah, that's what like it sounds like. Mm. Nope, nope, thing. Anyway, um, yes, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> so the... The idea behind figuring it out is that these guys actually, they take a question, uh, usually sometimes a theological question, but usually just a question about church culture, church things in general, faith, biblical living, all of that. And then they figure it out, uh, just like the name of the of it uh, says. And they're really good at it. They're really good at kind of delving down into the topic itself. And so the topic that Austin had brought to me literally this morning, uh, so that shows you how much, again, the weekday, number one podcast for very low preparation in church culture, church behind the scenes stuff in the world. Um, I didn't prepare a whole lot for this, uh, just a little bit. But Austin, would you like to introduce the topic du jour? Yeah. So the topic I kind of came up with actually has a backstory. Whoa, so really? the topic we're delving into today is, I guess, mega church culture. And the idea of, and it's, it's especially prominent in America, you see a lot of large churches. And I don't know, Andy, what would you qualify? You, you've been in church for a while. I have. Um, I'm old. <laughs> that wasn't, that wasn't it's fine. Thing, no, but, it's fine. Um, it, it, it definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> but what would you qualify numerically as a mega church i'd say average of well i mean there when you average get, send, sunday attendance when you get into barna research barna is the they, they do a lot of polling and things like that it they classify a mega church as an average of 2000 weekend attenders okay so 2000 mm-hmm. really okay yeah. i feel like that's that sounds a little low. I don't know why. Yeah, but when you figure the average church size in, especially the United States, is 100. Oh, okay. Uh, it's 90, 98 people. Yeah. Okay. The average church size is. So, 2,000 is quite large. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, thank you for that information. <laughs> um, but the topic that, that – why this – this is a topic I've kind of wrestled with. I went to Bible college for four years, and at this particular Bible college, there were some of my peers who were very – believe very strongly that mega church the idea of a mega church is not biblical and is not i guess healthy in a sense hmm. and so we wanted to as we do on figuring it out figure out what is like what is the biblical classification is our mega churches biblical are they not let's talk about it Okay, so that's interesting. I've never, th- I've never thought about that before. Never is, thought about the biblical aspect. Yeah, I've never thought is a mega is a mega church biblical or not. I, I don't know why that's never come to mind. I don't know why. Why? I don't know. I just assume it's a church. It's church, so it's like. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> who knows? To be honest, <laughs> God. Yeah. Uh, but like, I don't. It's church. I, I, the one thing that I've heard is it's tough to get plugged in mm-hmm. and get 
community at a mega church. Yeah. It's like when you go to, it's kind of like university. Yeah. When you go to a small, like even like Christian or like private school, like it's going to be more community focused because mm-hmm. like there's not as much going on maybe. When you're going to a big university, it's like, oh, this is like, it's cool to be a part of this. I can associate my name with it, mm-hmm. but it's like, I, I can't maybe get plugged in or I have to go looking to get plugged in more. Sure. Right, right. Sure. So, Austin, the, you said people at your college in particular had problems with the megachurch. So, yeah. what, what were the common rebuttals that you I, heard? I think the common rebuttal came specifically kind of like what you were saying from the community aspect. That okay. church is not meant to be a performance or a just you show up, you watch something, and then you leave, right? It's supposed to be a community sure. of believers. And I think that comes from the, the idea of the small church comes from Acts, because we see, like, when the church was starting, it obviously started very small with 12 apostles, and then the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, and that's how the church started. And so I think— I, I would I would I want to stop that right there, because my rebuttal to them would have been, okay, but the day of Pentecost, 2,000 people were saved. Yeah. So, I think they're talking about from the idea—I I don't think— the idea of a megachurch is unbiblical. Okay. I don't. And I and here's the reason why. Because there are there are ways that large churches work that still provide that community aspect. Because okay. I agree with the idea that church is not supposed to be a consumer centric like a consumer centered arena or industry, right? It's supposed to be a community of believers spurning each other on to good works. Mm-hmm. And I think that is still possible in a church classified with over 2000 members. I think that is still possible. Hmm. So I would disagree with that argument, but I do see, I guess, focusing the reason why they went against it was because, Hey, oftentimes it's harder to care for that many people. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get yeah. It. Uh, Spency, your dad is a pastor, right? Yes. So is. have you ever talked to him or has he ever mentioned anything about, um, mega churches church? Like how big is his church right now? Uh, I'm trying to think. I think it's probably there's two campuses, okay. so I'm thinking that it gets maybe eight, seven, eight hundred okay. a weekend. So decent size. Yeah, it's a decent size. Okay. Has he ever rejected the notion of a church of over two thousand people? Um, I don't think so. Um, not that I can remember. Sure. Um, and I, when I think about it, it's kind of like along those same lines. Like I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with mega churches. Um, I think like if you're not connecting if it is more about like let's see if we can get as many people in here as possible that's you know that's not the goal i was reading um kingdom disciples Mm. by tony evans great book i recommend that book for everyone and he said a lot of churches these days are focused on getting how many butts can we get in this in the seats Mm -hmm. and not as much focused on how many of these people can we actually make disciples like a lot of it is just like here's here's all this take this you can hang out in the lobby but we're not going to do anything more to help you to help you grow like it's better to have a small church almost and like connect with those people directly and make them disciples and like really focus on that got it the idea then that the the people from your your college are rejecting the fact that the megachurch is more of a consumeristic thing. What would you say then a megachurch could be doing to alleviate that? I think uh, having a thriving small group ministry okay. is one way. Okay. And really allowing people opportunities to get smaller, hmm. right? Like it's great to have 
the entire church come together in multiple locations on Sundays. Yes. But I think church does not stop when the Sunday services stop. I think church continues throughout the week. Yeah. It's a seven-day thing. Yeah. And I think it's important to and, – and small groups are just one way. But really emphasizing community gatherings apart from a Sunday service is one way to alleviate that idea if there is a church that's over 2,000 people. You're going to say something. Yeah, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but like now you see a lot of like these big churches on Instagram and stuff like that, and you see a lot of their content, and it looks really cool, and it looks like they're doing a lot of things. But for me, sometimes it's hard for me to distinguish like what is like mm. the intentions of this. I don't know if it's the same for you guys, mm. but it's kind of like, well, they're they're promoting all this cool stuff, and but they're also promoting like merch, and it's like, but they're doing community community stuff, and it looks like they're doing groups, but at the same time, there's like a line. It's like, I don't know what the line is. Well, Devil's Avocado here, though. Are they... Uh, are those churches then, do you feel like they're not actually being the church? Because the church itself is, if you look at the, the, the actual root of it, it's the ecclesia, it's the called out people, it's the, and the church is supposed to minister to a local gathering. Yeah. Are those churches not ministering to their local gatherings? Yeah, I, I don't know. It, sometimes it can come off more as a brand. Hmm. Like, it's like, oh, I want to follow that guy, like that pastor. Sure. It's that, it's that pastor's church. I I follow him on Instagram. Like, I've got their merch. Sure. That's a, it, like, that's what it kind of can feel like. I don't know if that's true, though. That's the thing. It's like, mm. how do I discern that, you know? Mm. Go ahead. I cut you off. Oh, no, I wasn't. I, okay. I wanted to hear I, what you had to say. Uh, no, uh, you don't want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, before we get to that, Justin, did you, you grew up in Bay Hope or where did you grow up church-wise? Uh, Church-wise, I did, well, I started going here in 08. Okay. Um, when I was little, I went to some churches, um, and then there was like a little gap where I didn't go anywhere. It was like middle school and stuff like that where I didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then um, I ended up coming back to Bay Hope, and that's where I've been since. Okay. So, so in terms of mega church culture then, how does that strike you when you hear that mega churches? Like from Austin's classmates, mega churches are not biblical. Would you say that Bay Hope is unbiblical? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real question. We're playing hardball. As, as, as someone who works here. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. No. Good answer. No, but um, uh, I, I don't. And um, the main... I guess I feel like kind of like what Spencer was saying is um, it all depends on the intentions for me. Mm. Like I don't see anywhere where after you reach a certain amount of people, it becomes unbiblical, but I, I feel like the intentions behind it are what can bring any church of any size um, biblical or not. Mm. Like, yeah, which is, um, you know, where are they focused? Are they focused on Jesus or are they focused on getting more people to attend? Got it. I agree. Uh, and I agree with you guys. I Again, I would, my history, since I am old and I've been in churches for a long time, is I didn't grow up in a mega church. I grew up in a decently smaller church until we moved from Michigan to Florida when I was 12. And then the church that we got involved with was, it wasn't a mega church. It was a large church. Probably had a thousand people that went there, maybe a little bit larger than that. Um, but the very first church I worked at, uh, I mean, full-time, I was serving kind of part-time in a couple of smaller churches with 100 people. And the very first church I worked at was a smaller church as well. I mean, there was probably 300 people. And then the church I worked at after that had probably 
500 or 600 people. And, you know, so I was kind of serving in smaller churches. And what I will say is that notion of the megachurch being unbiblical is couched in the fact that it is a lot easier to, and I'm going to use this word and I hate it, but fellowship with (laughs) a smaller, it's more easier to learn about people and do community with people and Mm. do all those other things and then show up on a Sunday and see those same people. Yeah. Because I'm at their house on Tuesday and they know about my grandmother who's sick and they know, and you know, and I know about their, and you know, I know the good and I know the bad about them. And so there is a, there's an innate thing that, that fills the community shaped hole that God left inside of all of us, Mm -hmm. which is great. Uh, There is a flip side of that when those churches end up turning into country clubs, because that's, what yeah. ends up happening 99 yeah. times 100 <laughs> is a smaller church turns into a country club because you are now just fellowshipping for fellowshipping's sake uh-huh. and that's ugly um and so then you do need a bit of fresh infusion and all that but the one thing that smaller churches do have is an easier time of plugging people into a smaller group 100 percent. and so you look at a church the size of bay hope and one of the things that austin got brought on to do was to help build up the digital groups part of Bay Hope online. Um, and he's already knocking it out of the park. It's, I mean, we've been doing it for two, I've been doing it for two years and it got to the point where it's like, Hey, we need help. And this guy knows everything about it and let's, let's bring him on. And plus he's great. Uh, thank you. I love you, man. Oh, uh, oh what a moment. Sure a moment. What a moment on, on live television. Can we insert, um, like a Disney hearts or something like that? Yes. Can we do that? I don't know. I do feel a little bit left out of this situation. Spencey, we love you too. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, just in different ways. <laughs> that was just all I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> you have my affirmation, but, but all that to say it, it is, you're absolutely right. Is the group aspect, but it is also, it's deeper than that. It's yeah. the knowing people aspect. Yeah. And I think, that knowing people aspect takes many different shapes and sizes, sure. right? It takes many different appearances too, like the way we're able to do online ministry sure. and the way we're able to do ministry in different locations, but all be one church. And I think it really comes down to like bigger churches in size, making a, I guess more of an emphasis and effort on building those, those tinier pockets or communities right and it's not those aren't exclusive those aren't saying like hey this is my pocket you can't join my pocket this warring faction idea but it's the idea of saying hey church doesn't stop on sunday like it's not just a come butts and seats idea like you come just sit down watch and that's it that's Mm -hmm. where it stops yeah there's 167 other hours out of the week you know it's the the famous 168 um there is also at this church an enormous amount of resource yeah and at mega churches, you do have resource. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. It was so cool yesterday, every every Monday. So we record this on a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, every Monday, we have a production meeting follow-up that talks about things that happened the previous week and things that are coming up the week. And you hear the word production and you immediately think like, oh, this is like Hollywood. But it's not. It's not that. <laughs> what it is, is it's designed to it's designed to keep everybody on the same page so that we can all perform with excellence. We can perform our tasks, excuse me, with excellence. Again, not a performance. So the what happened during uh, kind of our our production meeting was we started talking about wins and things that we saw from the weekend at, before that, it was great. I love I love getting to do that. But after that production meeting, we had our church council meeting, which involves all of the lay leaders 
and all of the pastors and all of the executive directors of the church once a week or once a week, once a month. Gosh, I hope it's not once a week. Once a month, <laughs> we gather for an hour. Uh, we talk about finances. We talk about, you know, we just touched a, the 30,000 foot view thing. And our executive director of operations, Emily DeVries, was talking about the coffee shop that we just were able to reopen a couple weeks ago, which is dope. Elevation Coffee, best coffee in the world. Yep. Shout out. Love you, Jonathan. Um, But she was talking about all of the missions partners that we are able to support through the coffee shop. And so we touched on that in production meeting, and then we touched on that in church council. And it was like this. We can do so much. We as a mega church, quote unquote, we are, I mean, technically that's what we are. Yeah. We can do so. And we are. We're not just stopping at this other thing. I just had an email uh, and I, I, I emailed you uh, um, and Matthew and kind of my executive director as well. But the there was a lady who had, we had been helping just out of our resource. We had been able to help her with counseling and help her with marriage counseling resources because we had the money sitting in a pot and we could help her with her counseling and she just sent me an email uh yesterday saying like oh my gosh your prayers and all of these other things just this long email about how god had changed her life through bay hope online and counseling and all this other stuff and it was just like yes that's, that's very what cool. we do that's, that's what cool. we do as a mega church right there and i think it's important and i know spencer you would agree it's you better agree. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. thinking, you, you I was like, am I, going, <laughs> am I going to agree? I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah. You agree that two plus two is five, right? <laughs> right. No. Right? Yes. <laughs> but it's so easy for us, and this is something that I'm working through, is not having an either-or mentality, right? Sure. Like, if they're either all good or all bad, yep. right? Yep. There are things that mega churches do that are phenomenal like outreach mm-hmm. like they have more resources they're able to to reach a little bit further than yeah. churches with a smaller congregation yeah but that's not a one's better than the other 100%. right it's both have strengths but both also have weaknesses mm. and i think that's important for us to remember in talking about this idea of church culture as cool. well cool so my last question spencer i'm gonna start with you okay if you could change one thing about a mega church to turn it a little bit more into a quote unquote Acts two church, what would you do? Oh man, um, I think I mean definitely the uh, the groups aspect because I mean I, that's so much a part of the Christian life is and just life in general. We need connection. We need. I mean, we saw like with this past year, like with isolation mm-hmm. and just like and as a culture, we are becoming more isolated with our technology and phones. I sound like an old man, but it's true. Um, <laughs> we're becoming like more isolated and we need connection. <laughs> we need connection. And so that's, I don't know what's going on here. Get off my lawn. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we need that group mentality. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Couldn't have said it better myself. Great. Mm. What about you, Justin? Justin. Yeah. I feel like, um, I think definitely the groups, um, I was trying to, man, you said it so good. I was trying to think, because I was hoping that you wouldn't say groups because I was going to say that. <laughs> sorry, 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 Justin. You can use it. Man, he took it. You can use it. Pretend like I didn't say it. Yeah. So, um, so what so about you, actually, Justin? What would you, what would you change? We'll, st- we'll start so with Justin. I'm, I'm going to, when I edit this, I'll just flip our two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. Cut. Three, two, 
One. So, uh, Justin, what would you change um, about mega churches? We're going to start with so, you, and then we'll move over to Spencer. Yeah. So, I really hope nobody else says this. Uh, <laughs> because I was thinking about this through the entire episode. <laughs> groups. Just really. <laughs> Dang it! You stole mine. Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh-huh. Groups. It is. Yeah. I, I mean, it's the it's the groups. It's the knowing aspect. And one one cool thing that happened with these two guys is before they even started the podcast, they both volunteered during COVID to step up and lead a young adult online small group. Um, and they did that for eight, 10 weeks. And actually that's kind of spun into a physical yeah. young adult yeah. group as well, mm-hmm. um, which is totally rad. Yeah. Um, they're kind of, both these guys are taking that biblical commandment to go and go and show, basically go and show the love of Christ to the rest of the world. They're taking that to heart and they're doing it. So good on you both. Proud of you guys. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm proud of you too. Oh, thanks. Nobody says that to me. Um, <laughs> wow, I got heavy in here pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> anything else on mega churches before we close the book on this topic forever? Because we solved it. We figured it out. We did. We once, figured it out, guys. Once mega again, are biblical. There you go. You heard it here first. Wow. Bingo. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to move into segments now because this is our favorite part of the show. Uh, and usually what ends up happening is we do two segments. We do one called Hot Takes, mm-hmm. um, which I know Senor Austin has a hot take. I have a hot take as well. Uh, Spencer Buckets, do you have... I don't have any hot takes. I was informed that we were doing the podcast this morning as okay. well. So I, was, <laughs> I was not thinking about anything for the past week. I I was, you haven't been. You've been in the, literally in the mountains. Yes. So <laughs> the air is a lot heavier down here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I can take some nice, long, deep breaths. Yeah, up there it's... A, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, speaking of my my wife just sent me a picture of the new puppy we're getting or a, a video. Of You're getting a puppy? Yeah. yeah, we're getting a puppy. Oh man, what? That's awesome. Yeah, it's a it's this little fur ball right here eating out of a bowl. Adorable. The bowl is the size of the dog's head. <laughs> what kind of dog is it? It's a poodle. Ooh, uh, nice. It's uh yeah, and the, the literally that dog is seven weeks old, and I'm picking it up in three days. Oh man! Wow. So That's here we awesome. go. Are we going to be able name to put? Touches? I have. I have name prospects. Where I think this is like having a baby, though. You're not allowed to release it. Until <laughs> are you, you going to put a picture in picture view on for the folks on the maybe, maybe. YouTube? It's a real low res. Like it looks like it was shot on a potato. I mean, oh, okay. it's, a, it's real bad. Um, <laughs> but, so maybe if Justin wants that, we can. <laughs> that, you, if you follow us on our socials, if you follow me at the real Andy Mage, you'll. Uh, You'll be able to see many, many pictures of the dog. Uh, there's already many, many pictures of my other dog on there. Um, You're what's about to get so many followers. Yeah, th- th- just blow me up, man. Somebody <laughs> say a dog? Keep, yeah, keep blowing me up. Doggos, at doggos right here. Um, so anyway, so I was just kind of distracted by that. Yeah, she's the bowl is as big as her head. So that's nice. great. Yeah. Nice. Um, that's anyway, um, hot takes. And I know Austin has one and then I, I can go. So Austin, would you like to address the camera with your hot yes, take? Yes, Justin, for the day? my camera, please. Our camera, please. Oh. There we go. I'm not included on this hot take. I don't think. I don't want to. So for all you superhero fans out there, specifically the DC universe. Mm. Chris, I already don't like where this is headed. <laughs> Keep going. Christian Bale is the best Batman. Oh, Hands down, not even not even a competition. The, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies are the best Batman movies as well. Let's discuss. I really like the ones that are from like the sixties, nope. where it says "pow trash." trash. <laughs> Adam West trash. Those I love those ones. Adam West. Adam West. <laughs> those, you, you can't deny those ones are fantastic. In a different way. In a different way. In a different way. In a different way, in a different way, way. But different I think those are my favorite. I'm talking about overall. 
like value as in like hey this is what a superhero movie should be Christopher Nolan's Batman I mean the Dark Knight is an all-timer it is it's an all-timer but I would say Christopher Nolan or not Christopher Nolan Christian Bale as Batman encapsulates what I think Batman was he he was the Batman in the most recent Batmans no yes yeah, yeah, most yeah, recent. yeah. The three. okay yeah so what was it what was the first one Dark Knight Dark Knight Rises. Oh, no, no. Uh, Batman Begins. Batman Begins, Dark, Dark Knight, Knight. Dark Knight Batman Rises. Begins. Okay, so Dark Knight Rises was trash. Okay. That was the one with Bane? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, Tom Hardy. Like, I still kind of yeah, like that one. on his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I liked it, but then again, I'm, I'm easily entertained. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, you do like DC movies. Or, uh, yeah, so. One of my favorite um, DC movies was Shazam. Shazam was amazing. That was Shazam, a great movie. Yeah, Shazam's the best DC movie there is. That's fantastic. Uh, have you seen movie? it? It's, no, like, it's with Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. Chuck, Chuck got all ripped and he's like a superhero. <laughs> it was amazing. That's it was so one. good. But here's the thing. The Dark Knight is not technically, a, it's in the DC universe, but it's not technically a like DC Comics film. It was based on DC Comics. So oh, okay. I don't I So don't you know. can say yes to Shazam I, as the best DC movie. There's all these universes and it confuses me. <laughs> there, am I right, Justin? Am I right? That. Real universe. Yeah. Justin's laughing back there. <laughs> There's too many universes. Yeah. The real universe. I, I want to live in one of those. Uh, I, I'll 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 go with you. I, I I don't know. Michael Keaton was a good Batman. In that very first Batman, the 1980 something Batman, he was real good. It was a bad movie, but he was real good. Again, it was a dark movie. I don't think I saw that as one. The kids say these days, close but no cigar. I don't think so. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. That's true. Justin, uh, what do you think? Yeah, film expert. Yeah, um, I uh, I haven't seen many of them. Have you seen? But Dark I have seen the Christian Bale. Okay, Thank Batman, you. and I didn't have any problem with it. Okay, I mean it, Christian Bale hands over or hands down over George Clooney. George oh, Clooney was the absolutely worst. yeah, and uh, Ben Affleck like terrible Batman. Terrible. Um, Awful. I. Mm, my legacy. That's all I remember about the <laughs> My legacy. <laughs> That's it. Uh, okay. I think. I think. I, I think. I can. I think. I, I think you convinced me. There we go. You what, win. What was your hot take, Andy? My hot take. All right, Justin. Can I have my camera, please? <laughs> Thank you. I said please. Uh, the Olympics are going on right now, and I'm not gonna lie. I have watched little to no of these Olympics. Um, not because I'm not interested in them, just because. I, 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 it's just, it's a weird thing right now, uh, coming off the euros and I know there's more soccer coming up and then the Stanley cup playoffs. And I, I, like I've been, and then I was on vacation. I just felt like I needed to just detox a little bit, but what I have watched of the Olympics spurred this hot take on, and that is this out of the winter and summer Olympics, the best event hands down by far is swimming out of winter and summer. I feel like that may be one of the most like anticipated ones. Like recently, it seemed like it has been with uh, who's the one girl from the U.S. Katie Ledecky. Ledecky, yeah, who yeah. Can swim ten thousand meters faster than I can drive a car home. And and Michael Phelps. I feel like those are always like very good like Olympic sports yep. to watch. Yep. Yeah, I think a close second is hockey, and I love hockey, but you don't get to see much of Winter Olympic hockey. You don't. They don't show much of it. You have to search it out. And then even then, most of the names, you'll never know. I heard the problem with this year's Olympics is that a lot of people are having a tough time finding what channel to watch yeah, it on. it's yeah. awful. And I don't, I don't know, what, what channel do you watch it on? 
I watch it on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have YouTube TV. Uh, that's what we subscribe to. We are cord cutters. We're millennial cord cutters. But uh, the YouTube TV has like a like a list, like a block that you can go through. But I don't watch that because we're usually watching Mad Men or something at night. Mm-hmm. And so... The next day, I'll just watch the highlights from YouTube. So you haven't you ha- you haven't really. I'm not disagreeing, but you haven't really said like why. Why? Ooh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. So Rowdy Gaines is the best. Rowdy Gaines is okay. If you want a sport encapsulated in one person, it's Rowdy Gaines. <laughs> Rowdy Gaines weighs about 58 pounds, soaking wet. He's the guy that gets so excited at the end of every single race and his voice starts to go up and then you can hear him back off the microphone he's like, you can hear him like standing up out of his chair <laughs> rowdy games okay well he's the commentator he's the commentator. okay yeah, yeah. uh he's the he's the color commentator he's not like the the main commentator the main commentator is interchangeable most of the time um so that's number one number two not only has America had dominance, America, um, but there have been such good, that we know, good stories. There has been such good battles. Michael Phelps and that Australian dude back in 2000, what was it, 8? Yeah. Uh, okay, was, that was, that was yeah, amazing. That was, uh, uh, and then that was Michael Phelps continued to dominate all those other things. And then Katie Ledecky took over in last Olympics. And so Katie Ledecky now is that person. Who's the other guy? Caleb, whatever his name is right now. Oh, I, I watched no the idea. race the other night. They're uh, so yeah, good. Yeah, it's I, just, yeah, and I those races, even without crowds there swimming translates but you watch gymnastics and when there's no cheering and there's just there it just seems soulless you know it just seems like there's mm. there's something missing and it, it it maybe it's because we are just coming off of covid we finally had crowds back in stadiums and so it was like oh my gosh this is so good and then we go back to nothing granted it's for public safety and the olympics shouldn't even be going on right now by the way but uh, it's for public safety. I understand. However, you watch gymnastics. I can't even imagine what track is going to be like. If there's yeah. nobody in those stadiums, well, it's going to be awful. I wonder if it's the same thing because I feel like swimming and track, you don't see as much of the stands. But like you for you it. as a view. Okay. You yes. Hear it. And, the, and the cool thing about what happens. So track and field, there's 14 events happening at the same time. So you'll have all the track stuff happening, but then you'll have the shot put and javelin and things happening on in the field and high jump and all that. And so, Routinely, it was like a golf match where you could hear you could hear somebody cheering at the hole over there, but you're actually watching. The broadcast is showing this thing. Mm. So you're watching the high jump, but you're hearing somebody cheer for the shot put over there. Mm. That's not going to be there. And so it's just going to be a lot of... <laughs> That's not what you want to hear? No. No, it's going to be a lot of that. Plus just like the sound of feet uh, sprinting, which is great. I love, I love all those things too. Uh, but... In swimming, and it occurred to me, like watching that the race you were talking about with a four by one, the men's yeah. four by one hundred, yeah, that one, the freestyle. The amount of cheering go because there's only one thing happening, and so all of the teams are watching, and you could see them lined up along the thing. Yep. All of the teams are watching, all of the teams are cheering, all of the coaches are cheering, and so it feels like there's something going on. It just it, there's just a, yeah. there's a mm, to it. So I understand. Blind. I understand that. Fight me. I would. I would. You want to go handball? No. I, uh, <laughs> handball. I, don't, I don't watch a lot of the Olympics, but yeah. the only sport that I really remember watching is swimming. When I did watch any part of the Olympics, it's great. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, I, I agree with Justin. When you think of the Olympics, the main thing think you of think swimming. of is swimming mm-hmm. and track. Like that. I mean, that's what yeah, I think. Yeah, and of. track. Yeah, but like track, but for mostly me, swimming. 
for me, I've always liked the Winter Olympics better. I like the Winter I, Olympics better. Yeah, I think, but I mean, I wouldn't say I would disagree with your hot take because you said summer and winter. That's I would, fine. Yeah, but I would say like as far as summer Olympics go, swimming. What would you say is the best Winter Olympic sport then? Event, sport. Let's say sport. I would say, I would say skiing. I like I like snowboarding. I like, I like the tricks. Skiing. I like the tricks. Get out of here. Snow skiing. snowboarding. What? No, snowboarding <laughs> can't even hold a candle to swimming. You guys. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just, but then there's hockey too. But like hockey plays. In like I think curling, and I like curling. But okay, I think curling. curling is better than skiing. <laughs> curling is great. <laughs> curling, curling, man. Curling watching those guys get anyway. We got electric. The toboggan races as well. Like the with the like the, the narrow little luge like, is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool runnings. Anyone? Uh, yeah. But and bobsled. Bobsled's <laughs> good too. But again, swimming takes the cake. Fight me in the comments below. Uh, I would love for you to fight so me in the aggressive. comments below. No, I want a, I want a, a civil discourse. That's what I want. I want a, nice. I want a civil fight Okay. Uh, where we don't have to call the cops afterwards. <laughs> that would be preferred. Four. Cool. Hey, uh, we're going to end this episode right here, right now. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks so much for joining us on episode 40 something of this here weekday, figuring it out mashup. We will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye guys. See it. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Bay Hope TV. Be sure to like and share these videos with your friends as it really does help this channel out. And be sure to subscribe for more Bay Hope TV content. As always, thanks for watching.